Good afternoon, everybody, uneducated economist here. So I have an article that I want to leave down in the description for you guys. Um, how the supply chain broke down, something like that. Anyway, it's a pretty interesting article, kind of long. Uh, but And I don't know if I necessarily agree with, with a lot of what the author is saying. Um, in fact, I don't agree with a lot of what the author is saying. But his take that he has on the, on the supply chain... And how these items sitting on these ships and sitting in the warehouses and not sitting on the shelves is the real reason why we are seeing inflation. And it's really more the equivalent of price gouging, which I totally agree with. The only problem is, is that it's causing a ripple effect throughout the rest of the economy. Now, you can see it already taking place in China. Their manufacturing is now in, in contraction. Like, they are going to have less manufacturing taking place their consumer is going in the same direction over here in the United States we are facing the exact same thing and now it's only a matter of time before the Federal Reserve either has to pull the trigger on interest rates rising or have to admit that they can't do it because they're gonna cause more damage to the economy and it's gonna be very interesting to see what people have to say about the Federal Reserve raising interest rates into a time when the economy is slowing down. And this is something that I feel is going to take place. It was something that we had talked about a long time ago, saying that they were going to raise the prices of assets far beyond what anybody would ever imagine taking place, so that when the prices do come down, they come down to what would be a normal price. But they may not come down. They may just stall out. For for house prices, I mean, people ask me all the time, when are house prices going to come down? House prices are going to come down when the inventory levels rise. However that happens, whether you build new homes or people get kicked out of them, that's the only way that you can get prices of homes to come down, is you have to raise the inventory. Now, I don't care what any politician says out there or what any banker says. Lowering interest rates does not make homes more affordable. It makes them more affordable or easier to purchase for a minute. But it does not, for the long term, make homes more affordable. It makes them far more expensive, and it separates the classes. It makes the inequality worse. So, there is no lowering of home prices going into the future. So long as they have programs like the forbearance and rent moratoriums and things that will keep people in their homes and they have to do this in order to have a functioning monetary policy so if there is some sort of black swan event that will cause people to all of a sudden be evicted from their homes one way or the other whether it's due to foreclosures or failure to pay rent then at that point, you would see many homes coming up for sale, and they would come in at a lot cheaper price. If interest rates are up, it's going to make it very difficult for people to be making a payment on a very expensive home. And if they don't have a job, it's not going to happen. And now people look out there and say, look at all the jobs. Everybody can have a job. Anybody who wants one can have a high-paying job. I mean, I don't know if it's high-paying, but... Everybody's talking about the pressure in labor. Now, I have a feeling 
that that will go away. At some point, we are going to find a time where people are going to be looking for work again. It's not going to last forever. Now, at some point, there is going to be a demographics issue when it comes to homes, where you have a lot more of the older population, the aging population, who for the most part generally does not want to live in a home that is big or meant more for raising a family. Most of the time, they want to condense that down to a smaller, easier life. A lot of times it's in, you know, senior living kind of communities. A lot of times it's in apartment buildings. But generally, it's not so much having a house. Something that you have to maintain, you got a yard to deal with. Most of the time, this demographics usually leads them out of having a home. So if you're willing to wait, then that could be another way that some inventory comes on to the market. But that's not going to happen anytime soon. And I really don't see that there's going to be foreclosures happening anytime soon, considering the amount of forbearance that just came through. If we ever go into another crisis, guess what they'll probably do, right? So now, if this is the case, and we have the shortage of homes, it's going to keep building going. So that is another reason why I feel that if they can attempt when I mean they, I mean like Federal Reserve and the government combined together because they work in conjunction. When the government goes into a stimulus package, when they go into, you know, fiscal spending, when they do the infrastructure spending, when they do all that kind of stuff, that's the Federal Reserve there at their back. Now, they don't have to be. They can stand back and say, okay, go for it, see what happens, and the interest rates begin to rise, and that starts messing up with the monetary policy and everybody starts kind of freaking out about it. So the Federal Reserve steps in and says, no worries. We'll be buying up treasuries. We'll buy up a bunch of them. That's the quantitative easing program. And it gives the government all the ability to spend as much money as they want with almost no like consequence to, to having interest rates going up because the Federal Reserve is there saying, hey, we're going to make sure that those interest rates stay low. Now, if they step away from that and the government goes into spending, they're going to have, you know, to pay a higher price. And the only way to pay a higher price is to either tax the people more or start gov cutting government. And since cutting government is just something that nobody really is fond of because it's causing like a lot of pain to the people, all of a sudden they don't get the government programs that they once, you know, got, or not even once, but have grown accustomed to. They only want more of those things. And so unless you're willing to cut those things out and raise taxes, it's not going to happen. Right? So the raising of interest rates and government spending at the same time, are just they, they don't go hand in hand without the Federal Reserve stepping up and saying, no worries, we'll be there for you. So the only thing, like I said, yeah, I mean, not the only thing, but one of the other things that you know we have said as far as giving the government an ability to go deeper into debt and spend is if there's some sort of other crisis outside in the world, something like a war. Usually a war or a major event that causes a lot of uncertainty will force people into the safe haven asset, and that forces them into the U.S. Treasuries. And that U.S. Treasury purchases gives the government a lot of ability to keep spending. Again, that just makes the problem worse. At some point, you know, people around the world say, I no longer want to hold on to the U.S. debt. And they start to sell that off. 
And once they start selling it off, then we start having issues with interest rates rising again as the bond prices start to fall. I'm going to go back to work. I don't know why I babbled so much on that one, but I hope you enjoyed it. Uneducated economist, you let me know.